From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, November 14th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. This is... um our, our worst nightmare. At least three people are dead and 15 others were sent to five different area hospitals after a semi rear-ended a charter bus carrying students on I-70 in western Licking County this morning. ONN's Clay Gordon reports. Students involved in this crash were from Tuscarora's Valley Local Schools. The school district superintendent says in a statement posted on Facebook, quote, a charter bus carrying Tuskegee Valley students and chaperones on the way to the Ohio School Boards Association Conference in Columbus was involved in a very serious accident. Now, Dr. Varancy says the next coming days for the school district will be, quote, challenging. The school district is located up in Mineral City, Ohio. They were heading to the conference at the Greater Columbus Convention Center. The crash happened 20 25 miles away from the convention center. I'm Clay Gordon. The Ohio School Boards Association conference was canceled. It was a violent weekend on the roads in Columbus with three reported road rage shootings. One shooting took the life of a local business owner. ONN's Yolanda Harris has details. We are hearing from a Columbus cigar shop for the first time since the owner died on Friday night in a shooting on I-670 eastbound. The business sent us a statement today saying he was a leader in the cigar community, but the business on High Street will stay open. Now, that shooting was one of three road rage-related shootings this weekend. That one on 670, another on 71, and a third in a neighborhood in Linden. Police ask if you have any information, give them a call. I'm Yolanda Harris. Southeast of Canton over the weekend, an 18-year-old Carrollton High School student died in a house fire Saturday night. Carrollton fire officials say Aiden McNutt died as a result of a fire that originated from the family's wood-burning stove. Southwest of Cleveland, the mayor of Brooklyn spoke out yesterday after nearly two dozen headstones in a Jewish cemetery were vandalized over the weekend. ONN's Kai Torque has more with Mayor Ron Van Kirk. All the headstones here at the Hased Shell Amet Cemetery have now been cleaned off. Brooklyn police say that late Saturday night going into Sunday, 23 headstones were painted with red swastikas, but they don't know by who. This cemetery is more than 120 years old and very important to area Jews. So they quickly mobilized to clean the headstones off, and they hope those responsible are quickly brought to justice. Brooklyn's mayor told us he's hoping for the same when you see that here in your own community um, it's very disheartening hydro k in cleveland thousands of people are in washington dc today for a march for israel rally including about 500 people from the columbus area ONN's Andrew Kinsey has the story. The Jewish Columbus helped organize a group to go to that rally, and they are sending some eight buses to Washington, D.C. Joanna Strausser with Jewish Columbus says people are marching for Israel, the free hostages, and to protest anti-Semitism. There has been such an explosion of anti-Semitism. We want to say that anti-Semitism is not acceptable, and we want to support our fellow Jews in Israel during this crisis. Strausser says that she hopes that that march is a united experience that is peaceful and empowering. I'm Andrew Kinsey. A shooting investigation is underway in West Toledo after a business that's frequented by families with kids was struck by gunfire Sunday evening. Here's ONN's Jeff Smith. Somebody shooting at the windows at the West Toledo Dave and Busters. Officers responded to the reports of shots fired there Sunday. The police report indicates the location had been hit by gunfire and they found shell casings on Royer Street. It is not clear if there are any suspects and nobody was injured. I'm Jeff Smith. 
Sentencing took place in southeast Ohio yesterday for a Gallia County woman accused of identity theft. More from ONN's Brett Worf. Between 2018 and 2020, reports say 33-year-old Laura Jackson stole information from job applications to open credit cards, used company cards for electronics and a vacation, and wrote herself checks from a church. Reports say Jackson, while working for a tax firm, used records from a client to create a fake employee using her ex-husband's social security number. Identity theft and mail fraud are the charges. The sentence is 38 months in jail, followed by three years of supervised release. She is ordered to pay more than 26000 in restitution. Brett Worf, ONN News, Southeast Ohio. Cleveland Mayor Justin Bibb wants to raise the maximum age to be a police officer in his city from 40 to 55. ONN's Bree Buckley reports. Cleveland City Councilman Mike Polensic leads the Public Safety Committee and says the city needs more police on the streets ASAP, saying residents are demanding the same. He agrees the maximum age should be raised and says he's open to the discussion but questions how high. At that age, they're not going to be rolling around with anybody, and I, I would be concerned about injuries. The city says similar efforts are being seen in New York, Texas, and with the Air Force raising its age cap for recruits to 42 years old in Cleveland. Bree Buckley. A state senator from eastern Ohio is retiring soon. ONN's Dave James has the story. State Senator Frank Hoagland, a Republican from Mingo Junction just south of Steubenville, announced today he's retiring December 1st. He has served nearly seven years in the Senate and says he's looking forward to spending time with his grandchild and family. Oakland served as a Navy SEAL for nearly 30 years. The 30th Senate District includes the counties of Carroll, Jefferson, Harrison, Belmont, Noble, Monroe, Washington, and Meigs, and portions of Athens and Vinton. Dave James, ONN News. As the country transitions to electric vehicles, the Ohio State University is playing a role. Here's ONN's Doug Petcash. As Lieutenant Governor John Husted put it, innovation will win the day. And some of that innovation is taking place here on the OSU campus. Ohio State, Honda, and other partners announced the creation of the new Battery Cell Research and Development Center. Over the next year and a half, this 25,000-square-foot facility will be renovated to develop the car batteries of the future and the workforce the auto industry will need as part of that. At Ohio State, Doug Petcash. Ohio Lieutenant Governor John Husted says people trained at the new facility will be very attractive to employers. And the talent that you develop from the students that come through this innovation center are going to be the people that Honda will hire, that Scheffler will hire, that Ford, GM. OSU's Battery and Research Development Center is scheduled to open in the spring of 2025. Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow and his parents have joined the ownership group of the Pro Volleyball Federation's Columbus Fury. The league starts play in January. So far, there are seven teams. The others are Atlanta, Orlando, Las Vegas, Grand Rapids, Omaha, and San Diego. And if you've never caught an Ohio State football game at the Shoe, this could be a good weekend to do it with a mediocre Minnesota team on the field. ONN's Kevin Landers talked with Greg Guy, owner of Blue Chip Tickets. We looked at five different ticket brokers across the country, and the average price for the cheapest ticket this weekend was $36. Ticket brokers say they're not surprised at all. A medium to bad seat just don't sell very well anymore. For an average game or something like Minnesota, no surprise. Now let's turn to the Michigan game. Ticket brokers say this will likely be the most expensive ticket in the history of this matchup. The average price for a ticket right now, $475, but that may be on the low end. I'm Kevin Landers. Thanks to our TV affiliates, WBNS in Columbus, WKYC in Cleveland, and WTOL in Toledo for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett. 
on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.